podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Focus podcast airing weekly on Spotify, Apple Music and on YouTube. I'm Kieran, your host for this episode and with me again this week I've got Elliot uh, joining me to discuss all things transfer related and obviously the uh, first competitive game of the season against Cambridge and we'll get straight into it because there's been a couple of confirmed deals since we last sat down and spoke Elliot. Um, Johnny Lecco and Adam Clayton through the door now, you happy with both of those deals? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm relatively happy. Uh, I'm quite. I'm really pleased with Leco. I think he's uh, he's going to be a very exciting player. Um, obviously, he's coming back from a serious injury uh, since Christmas. So, we, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he returns from that. That they're saying, or Karanka is saying today, that he's probably got another month uh, of rehab to go, and then training. So I'm presuming he won't be back till around sort of November time, uh, or the sort of uh, fixtures running into Christmas but um, yeah it'd be an interesting player I think he'll utilise him up front or just off the striker so it'd be yeah it'd be really good to see him play um, oh and also yeah in regards to Clayton um, yeah solid um, I don't really know much about him I know he, he was, he's had a few injuries sort of problems last season so um, yeah it'd be he, he sort of just um Buffs up the midfield a little bit for us, doesn't he, really? So, yeah, relatively happy with that one. Yeah, I think I'm one of the... Well, I don't want to say a few fans. Obviously, every fan's delighted or pleased with the fact that we're making shrewd additions at the minute. I'm, I'm quite pleased with the Clayton signing. I think he brings us something different in that midfield that we've we've lacked for a few years. I know Middlesbrough fans refer to him as the crab and said he always used to go side to side, but... Isn't it about time that we had a midfielder that actually knows how to keep the ball, you know, efficiently? Yeah. Even if you are knocking it from side to side, if you're keeping it moving and you're keeping possession, you're not just lumping it up the pitch or or hoping that you can whip a ball around the back and then Colin will get onto the end of it, for example. The, you know, the amount of balls offset us put out for a throw in, they're playing a pass like that or what have you is unreal. So it's about time, I think, our mid- midfield had someone like that in there. Um, that yeah, can I'll just agree. Sit, I'll and, agree. sit and do that. And I think on in terms of Lecco, I think before his injury at Charlton, he was looking, you know, he you could always see he has a bit of talent about him. Lots to take his man on. Um, obviously, if he can add a, a bit more end product into his game, which he was starting to show signs of at Charlton, I think he could be a really shrewd addition for what, £1 million pounds are reporting. Really good addition indeed. But obviously, away from that, more pressing issues, as Karanka has said in his conference today, still a, another senior keeper and a striker on his uh, wish list for the rest of this window. Obviously, names still bounding around left, right and centre, especially in the striker department. Um, so, where do your thoughts sit who would you like to see first of all? Um, I mean, there's obviously been various names that um, that have popped up the last sort of week or two. Obviously, there was rumours sort of a week ago or so that um, Duke was on his way, or well, was not on his way, but um, Forrest were interested, uh, potentially looking to put a bid in for him. 
Um, I think it'd be very disappointing to see the club sell uh, Djokovic, unless it's for a, a very sizable fee, obviously. Um, I think he still offers a different option from the bench, a plan B. Um, if we're chasing a game, he, he can make a nuisance of himself in the box. Um, and we can sort of revert more to sort of uh, a direct ball. So yeah, I think it would be silly if Forrest, if Forrest uh, look at looking at someone like uh, Djokovic as a, a potential asset next season, then we should be. Uh, I think we should be keeping hold of him. Um, if if it was in, uh, if we were able to do a swap deal maybe with Lewis Graben, I might be slightly interested, but. I think what we need next season is a 20-goal striker or someone that's going to get in and around 20 goals. I know Duke got 15 goals last season, but um, he needs some help um, up front. So, and a bit of competition. So, yeah, I think there's not a lot of uh, options out there unless we're going to get someone in on loan, maybe towards the end of the window. But um, you got any sort of names um, on your mind at the First of all, I agree. Djokovic shouldn't be going anywhere this window. I know he's Karanka wasn't a fan of his when he had him at Middlesbrough, I believe. Um, and obviously Karanka only locked one strike. Now, if Karanka's looking for a strike, he tells you that Djokovic probably isn't going to be the first name on the team sheet for him. <clears throat> but as you say, his ideals have even coming off the bench for 10 minutes if you're chasing a game, because he provides you something that not many other championship strikers out there can do. Um, we all know how good he's in the air. Um, yeah, good at holding the ball up and, and might say just being an all-round nuisance. Do we really want to let someone like that go to, um, especially another championship club? I'm not saying we'll be in direct competition with Forrest. I'm guessing they'll be looking top six again. Um, <clears throat> but... Do we really want to see one of our fan favourites doing a job at another club? I don't want to do that. And I think it'd be ideal to keep inside. And Graben's an interesting one. Um, obviously, I think he's going to cost a bit, but he's, your, he's, a, he's a certified championship finisher all day long. Um, I'd love to see him at the club to be honest, um, whether he fits in with Karenka's ethos that he wants. Obviously, every player's got to be happy at the club. They've got to want to play for the shirt and they've got to fit in with these, you know, these team morales. Um, you know, we've seen it for ourselves on that Sunderland documentary. Um, Graben likes to, to be a bit of a nuisance beyond the scenes, doesn't he, at times? <laughs> so, yeah. I think he's a... He, he's top of my list for who I think we could realistically at least contemplate going for. So the first one obviously uh pipe dream but every fan likes to bring it up every single transfer window Troy Dina. Uh no, no from me. <laughs> um I, he, he, he had injuries, injury problems last season. I think he's got a problem with his knee, and and I just think with the wages he's earning, and and I just think if he doesn't hit the ground running for us, and and he struggles, it's just a, it's just too much pressure on his shoulders. I think so. Um, yeah, straight up no from me. I don't want I don't want Troy Deeney at Birmingham this season. Yeah, Troy Deeney's also said in the past that he never wants to play for us, hasn't he? He says he doesn't want yeah, that yeah. pressure of playing for us. So. 
if you can't can't knock him for and, and again absolute poetry I think realistically um, I mean there was talks of him going to Leicester for 30 odd million a year or two ago and I'm pretty sure even this window is linked with Spurs some stage so yeah I think we can dream on with that one uh, next one another uh, former Karanka favourite uh, Christian Stuani uh, that's an interesting one um, it popped up on uh, Twitter today like uh, you know yeah, he's, he's, he has scored 30 goals this season uh, again it is Spanish second division so we're probably the quality is not quite there. Um, I mean, even Jimenez got 20 goals in that league. So, um, even though half of them were penalties, but uh, we won't we won't go into that. But um, yeah, Stuani, interesting one. He's what 33 years old. I think he'll be 34 years old next season. Um, I mean, if it was a small fee and the wages were right, I would definitely take him. 100% definitely take him. But you're not going to get more than a season out of him. If you're looking at someone like, say, Lewis Graben, who we just touched on at the start, who's 32, probably get two more seasons out of him, which would probably be a little bit more, um, which would be better, I think. Um, and if you want guaranteed 20 goals, I think I would personally go for someone that's already scored 20 goals in the championship as opposed to someone that scored over 20 goals in the second division in Spain. But, yeah, it's an intriguing name, I think. I think did Stuani, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Stuani struggled when he was at... Middlesbrough, but was that back when that was their Premier League side at the time when they signed him? But I'm pretty sure they had yeah. him at the start of their their season back in the Championship. I can't remember him setting the world alight as such, but no. could be. I mean, towards the end of the window, especially if we're desperate, could be one to arguably keep an eye on. I suppose if he's still available. I know his club are looking for fees um, for some sort of money from somewhere, as are a lot of clubs with what's going on. So. Then the next one. Is, um, yeah. No, I was going to say this is the problem. Like that we've got is that clubs know that we've just brought in twenty-five million for Jude Bellingham, and, and if you're Girona sitting on a player that's just scored thirty goals in about thirty-four games, um, any team that's going to if we're going to come calling for him, they're going to want us to get the checkbook out. This is the problem that we're probably facing at the moment. Uh, which is probably why we're probably going to have to bide our time a little bit and maybe look at the loan market. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. I think that's an interesting one, obviously, if, if what you've just said about people knowing that we've got the money. is an interesting one when we touch down on it further down the line because after this draw, because we're going to move on to the uh, goalkeeper situation. So, yeah. Uh, another name I've seen knocked about on Twitter a little bit is... Uh, Jermaine Defoe. Mm. What are your thoughts on that one? Interesting oh, link. Like. Never in a month of Sundays did I ever think we'd be linked with Jermaine Defoe, but obviously Twitter accounts nowadays will link us with anyone. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised we're not linked with Messi, to be honest, but um, yeah, Defoe... I'm still waiting for the Cavani links. <laughs> I don't know about Defoe. I don't, I don't even know how old he is. Was he 36? Got to be 36 now. 35, 36, I think, yeah. I don't really set the world a lot of ranges either. No, he doesn't. They've got some good strikers, good forwards there, to be fair to him. But it's a difficult one. Would I take take the foe right now? Yeah, because we haven't got anyone. But um, I think I would prefer us to bring someone in uh, a little bit younger than 36. 
I've not to have been linked with Jermaine Defoe about 10 years ago. That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah Jermaine Defoe. Even, even four years ago would have been nice, you know, so... Coming off the back of his, uh, coming off the back of Spurs wanting to get rid of him, that'd have been an awesome to be linked to him. But yeah, here we are. One that I know that um, I've seen a lot of uh, Twitter pages and, and fans wanting and, and seeming to again, I agree. This one's a, a realistic one. Uh, Corley Woodrow from Barnsley. Mm. I think wages yeah. will be okay, but what about fee? Yeah, like Woodrow. Uh, I think he's scored about 30 goals so far for Barnsley in the last two seasons. Um, in about six. So, yeah, I think I think so. He sort of cuts the. He, he sort of fits the bill. I think he's he's not too slow. He's not sluggish. Um, he can hold the ball up well. He can finish. And he, he's he's performed in a well, you know, a relatively sort of struggling side with Barnsley. So, yeah, he'd get my vote again. It all depends on how much money they'd want and, and whatnot. So it's a difficult one. But, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely be looking at someone like Woodrow, 100%. Yeah, definitely knows where the uh, net is. I think last season was his first was it his first full championship season. And he got, what, yeah. 14 goals, I think, off the top of my head, if I remember rightly. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you create the chances for him that we were creating, especially at the start of last season. Um, you... you You'd put money on him getting at least similar figures again, but um, I think it all depends on what fee they demand. And they do, are they really going to sell their main striker to, to us? I mean, they'd see us as direct competition next season. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, And I know, and I know a lot of supporters. If we move on from Woodrow, I know a lot of supporters wouldn't be massively infused by this name, but. I would give Scott Hogan another chance. I know he wasn't particularly um, at the races since lockdown, but he certainly put in some brilliant performances from Christmas up until that period. And I think um, if we sort of go down the road of, you know, trying to kick the ball on the deck a little bit more next season, I'm not saying we're going to start passing the ball around like Barcelona, but if we uh, if we're going to start knocking the ball around a little bit, uh, a little bit more on the deck next season, it, it might, uh, you know, it might play into into his sort of game a little bit more. I know he might struggle a little bit more on his own up front, but again, it's just another option, I think. Yes. I wouldn't be against Scott Hogan coming back, and especially if we've done it as a, a loan deal, for example, for a season. Yeah. But one thing that does make me wonder is, I think, if I remember rightly, he's coming into his last season um, on his villa deal that uh, pains me to say their name on this um, podcast by the way but I think he's on his last um, last year with them are they going to be willing to loan him out for a, a you know a, obviously we're looking at decent we're looking for reasonable fees at, at best yeah I think he's going into his last year on his Villa deal and Obviously, if we're going down the route of we want to pay reasonable fees, you know, Leco, the only one we've spent money on at the time being at a million pounds, they're going to want to sell him realistically, aren't they? And they're going to want four or five million. Now, if we go in with a loan deal, are they not going to want the same sort of fee as a loan deal to make sure they get some sort of money before he walks away for nothing in the summer? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm. 
I'm not sure they've had that conversation yet, I'm sure, but I'm sure Karanka has got his own target, so maybe Hogan's not on that list, to be honest. But yeah, they will want money. It's last year, so they will want um, a few bob, I would have thought. Um, but uh, oh well, it's not like, you know, I've only got a week, so I'm sure they can sort something out. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that he's, he'd be, even if he's not going to be first choice, I think arguably we might be need two strikers. I think we need someone who's going to be your your, um, your certified goal getter who's going to go in there and be the first choice. I think you're going to keep Duke around, and I think we still need someone else if we pick up an injury. Because I'm not saying they're not going to be good in time, but would I rely on the likes of Reed and uh, Miller and what have you this summer this season? I don't think we can. I don't think we should. A lot of pressure for a young lad if that's the case. You know, we we talk about it with Jude last season, we relied on him too much. And and you knew from the off that he had obvious talent, whereas I think these lads in and around the team at the minute they're gonna to have to work a bit more to you know, to really get the fans on side, unfortunately. I think Yeah. It's a it's a difficult one. It is a worry. I think if we, if if uh, if Djokovic is out for the next, I'm presuming he won't make the Brentford game. You're starting to think who's going to start up front against Brentford, and and although although it's not the time to panic, it's the first game of the season, um, and we are looking at a long-term project. Is what we're looking at with Karanka. You know, we shouldn't really be worrying about the first game of the season um, if if he does have to put an academy kid up front. So be it, but. Um, it is a little bit, it is a little bit frustrating as a supporter to think that we might have be playing a seventeen-year-old up front, um, you know, against the likes of Brentford. Yeah, know, different situation though. But obviously, last season we started against Brentford on the first day of the season, and we had a Seddon at, at left back, who, um, obviously not your academy um, goal getter at seventeen years old, but he was, was it his first competitive game for us? I think wasn't it. Um, yeah, and obviously eyebrows were raised. He went and got himself in the system. We won, so you know, it, obviously, completely different positions, completely different um, expectations, um, and and obviously, the end of the game, the end of the day, we need the goals to to win. I think Brentford might get one. So obviously, you want to win, you need to straight off the bat. I think, yeah, we I think we need a a. Um, professional that has been there and done it before for that game really I think, I think I think Karanka's comments today were interesting because I think they are obviously keen to get a, a, a first choice striker in before the season starts but I think it's, it's looking very difficult and I don't think they want to be drawn into words like you know um, you know they're struggling basically or it's becoming a little bit sort of long and drawn out with, with trying to find one. It obviously is and like anything with a transfer window, it usually does go down to the last week, couple of days. So yeah, I do think that the first three or four games of this season is going to be a, a case of uh, making do with what we have at the moment and um, trying to get people back fit and, and hopefully pulling something out, out of the hat in terms of a striker. Um, yeah, I don't think they want to be rushed into. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what the word is, but you know, being you know desperate, so to speak. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's one thing with um, with Karanka's um, press conference today. Is what he said is, when, you know, we're not in a rush. We're not desperate. There's still what four or five weeks left of the window, and I think I think it's it's important to say not to panic. <clears throat> Obviously, the board aren't. Karanka doesn't seem to be at the minute. Um, yeah, but I think sooner rather than later, we've got to make a move for someone um, because. Otherwise, we are going to start to panic even behind the scenes and we will end up making a rash decision towards the end of the window if we're not careful. Um, and see, we've seen with uh, previous regimes, for example, um, I've seen a list today, I've seen the list confirmed of uh, who Harry Redknapp signed in his transfer window. And you've seen the likes of uh, Liam Walsh in midfield, um, Jason Lowe came in. Uh, that, you can't tell me they were thought-out signings, really. Um, and we don't want to be in that situation again. Come mid-October, come October when the window shuts, we don't want to be left with with players that realistically we never really wanted. No. And I think it's... Um, I think it's gearing up fine so far, the window. Um, you know, like so we've got six, six through the door, which is really good. Business has been really good. Um... We've only spent a million pounds, which has been great. It's probably the money we're receiving from Coventry for the season, uh, for the you know the uh, honour of playing in our ground. But uh, you know, so we're not really our our outgoings are, uh, are zero apart from the, the wages. The wages, but obviously, we we offloaded a lot of players. So I think so far it's been good. It's been, I think definitely this window will be will be made or broken by who we get up front and potentially first choice goalkeeper. So. Yeah, it's, touching on the goalkeeper situation, um, I think it, when we last spoke, um, we were still talking, you know, um, Phillips or Everidge from Cardiff. Uh, a week on, we're still on. Will it be Phillips or Everidge from Cardiff? Um, Rumour has it that both clubs want £1 million for their respective player. Um, if that's the case, and push comes to shove, where do you spend that one million pound yourself? Oh, um, I think the smart money would be on uh, Phillips uh, because of his age and the potentially he could he could go on, you know, he could go for a larger fee in the future. I think if you want uh, you want you want an instant number one, um, it'd be Efridge for me. You definitely get a good three, three or four years out of him. So, but then you won't have any sort of sell on from him. Um, it's a really difficult one. I would be happy with Eva personally. Um, I don't think it's. I, just, I don't buy the fact that it's to do with money with the club. I do. I do think that Cranker is is really willing to give uh, Prieto. I think his name is Prieto. That's how you pronounce it. Um, I'm, I think they're willing. I think he's willing to give him a shot. I think it looks like he's willing to give him a shot and say, "Look, here's the first couple of games, mate. You know, let's see how you get on. You know, so yeah. might, and then he might bring in a number two, a senior number two instead. Um, so that that's how I sort of see it at the moment. And if Prieto doesn't doesn't perform as well as he's hoping in these opening sort of two, three, four games, then you might see Efridge come in. Yeah, I think it's interesting to say that obviously. The board's philosophy for 
many signings recently, especially, has been uh, set on value. Can they ship in more than we spend? I.e., you know, you look at the likes of Sunjic. Uh, I think he'll only ever go for a profit, regardless of how many times he uh, he frustrates the fans with you know with his performances sometimes. Um, and I think, how we say, Phillips is the one that brings that. But flip side of that is if you're spending £1 million on a goalkeeper and you know for a fact they're coming in to be the number one, pushing that money to the average deal, you know like you say, you know for a fact he's going to be the number one. He's not going to come here and be number two, uh, which Prieto was probably bought in to do, realistically, I think it's fair to say. Uh, yeah. Don't want to knock him because he's played, what, two friendlies? Um you can't really judge players on a friendly as such. Um, so Cambridge at the weekend and then potentially Brentford will be interested to, to watch. But, I I'm torn between what I'd want us to do. Personally. As soon as the average deal was announced, as soon as the average idea was announced originally, I was like, fantastic, bring him in. And uh, I think when it was first bounced around, we was talking, people were saying three, four million pounds was the first, which mm. I thought was a bit far-fetched, which was the one thing I thought would be putting us off. But if Cardiff only want one million pounds, to me, that was a no-brainer until the idea of potentially getting Phillips in. I just want a keeper that we could bring in and he can make that position his own for, for many years. I think if you bring Phillips in, he, eventually he probably gets ripped away from us if we don't start. Uh, being one of the, the big hitters in the next two years, three years, and then you're back at square one. Yeah, definitely. I think I do think that they've obviously seen something in Prieto, maybe in training, and they've obviously had discussions. And uh, I do think that's why they've not rushed into into a decision of getting, you know, going for Etheridge. I do think that he's very much on their radar, and I do I do think he's very much in Cranker's thoughts. But I do. I think Prieto is going to get an opportunity to see, show what he can do. That's, that's my thoughts on it at the moment. Um, but it might completely change in the next week or two. Um, so, we'll have to wait and see. If we want a senior number two, then I'm pretty sure Lee Camp's still on a free contract. I don't, I'd uh, have had him as a number two all day long, yeah. It's I thought shame. that was it's the idea at went. first. I thought the idea was going to be that he signed on to be, uh, you know, just sustaining around the group. But... Um, he wants first. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he feels like he can get another. But he can get first team football for another season or two. Yes. So you know, rooms he was going to Salford. I think wasn't there, but I don't think they ever materialised yeah. by the looks of it. But you know, I'm sure. So, I'm sure he'll get a club. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll get a club somewhere. So uh, football, football manager again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the keeper's an interesting one. But I think that'll play out over the next couple of weeks. That one. So I don't. I, you know, we've got a goalkeeper now and it'd be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to knock him off. So if I've, he's played two friendlies, you can't judge him off that. So it'd be interesting to see the next few games. And good luck to him, you know. Yeah, he doesn't, it, you know, for a fact that yeah, if he if he puts in a couple of lousy performances, he's, he's, he's going to have some fans on his back and that ain't going to help, is it, realistically? Because... No one really knows what he's capable of at this point in time. He could be the next big number one in, in the championship. You never know, yeah. 
Absolutely. And uh, although he, he was backup keeper to a side that finished bottom in La Liga last season, which, you know, doesn't bode massively well. Um, Karanka obviously sees something in him and he's obviously well regarded. So I would, I would definitely, I'm definitely uh, intrigued to see what, how he performs. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, see how it goes. I think, you know, like I say, the pressing position at the moment, the pressing matter is getting a striker in, first team striker in, um, or, you know, just a senior striker would be great. So yeah, I think it's an important week next week. If they can't get what they want, I think, yeah, it's going to be a few weeks um, before we see a, a senior striker come in. Yeah, I think we need to act fairly quickly. Like I say, obviously, you've got the fact that we don't want to rush it towards the end and also a uh, Brentford game looming. And there's going to be other clubs looking for the same uh, yeah. position. And, yeah. and obviously, you're going to have three or four clubs looking at every single one of our targets, I'm guessing. So, uh, you want to get in exactly. there before you lose out, I suppose. Uh, just quickly touching right back to the whole Forest being into Djukovic and obviously Graben being there. Um, do you think we should have gone for Lyle Taylor when he was on free contract? That's a question I meant to ask you earlier. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I think, unfortunately, that, that deal with Lyle Taylor to Forest was done quite early, so and we also didn't have a manager at the time and um but that would have been definitely a striker I would have taken all day long. So yeah. Like I said, I think he'll start ahead of Graven next season. So I'd love us to try and go in you know, go in for him, but it depends what sort of money they want. For a thirty two year old you're not going to be paying stupid money, are you? So yeah, it's a, it's a really difficult window, I think. Obviously with the pandemic and everything at the moment. Um people are not spending and people obviously want silly money so yeah it's just a difficult one really the only one spending any real money is your, uh, your big clubs aren't they you see everyone it's been a slow window so far but that's it's all round it's not just us it's just yeah unless you're a Chelsea it? fan unless you're a Chelsea fan it's been a pretty uh, slow window so yeah my, my girlfriend's been pretty happy as a Chelsea supporter um, yeah, the business they've done is just uh, ridiculous. But, you know, big money, big names. So. <laughs> different, just a different planet, isn't it? To be honest, just a completely different world. Crazy. Sounds like um, they're going to confirm um, Havertz either tomorrow or over the weekend. So that's another uh, hundred million pounds that only Blues could only dream of having in the bank, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. And a 300 grand a week or whatever it's reported that they're going to be paying him. It's just crazy money. Um, yeah, it's just unfathomable, to be honest. Um, yeah, good luck to him. They'll definitely challenge next season. At least it keeps her happy. Well, yeah, it means you can continue to make some podcasts for a little while, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, I was like saying earlier on Twitter a few days ago, I'm a little bit more concerned about the club shop at the moment, the fact they're not getting their shirts out quick enough. So, you know, I ordered my uh, my um, sort of uh, soon-to-be newborn's uh, first shirt and uh, still waiting two weeks on. So if he doesn't turn up before Christmas, uh, he'll have a Chelsea shirt on him. So, yeah, you need uh, to get that well, sorted, mate. Not a bit of a No, I can't. <laughs> I uh, 
my uh, my other half's family's uh, uh, dad's a Liverpool fan, and um, I just said, it's not a cutting house chance to see touching a Liverpool shirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. But I think yeah. the club every club every year have issues with their bloody shirt deliveries, don't they? It's it's nothing new. Yeah. Every, every single time. I don't think I've ever pre-ordered the shirt and actually received it on release day, like they've said. Yeah. Um, I've ended up having to go and collect it from me local Alfords about four days later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not been great. I haven't seen a lot of um, a lot of complaints online, so obviously, uh, you know, rubbing a lot of people up the wrong way. The club shop, but. Hey ho! Hopefully they get it sorted. Hopefully they get it sorted out soon. So that's a shout out to the club shop. Yeah, never change. Out. Never change club shop. <laughs> oh, please, please change. Please change. <laughs> please get better. <laughs> well, we will have another catch up um, probably next week sometime. Obviously, we'll have the Cambridge game to sink our teeth into the first idea of our uh, competitive cranker side will look, um, albeit with another additional two probably still to go in there. Um, Fingers crossed. Hopefully a few more transfer deals to discuss, or at least some more rumours, other than the, uh, like we say, the classic uh, links to Messi and Cavana. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as always, get us your questions in on the socials as well at Blues Focus Pod. Um, any names you want us to discuss, any questions on tactics that you want us to discuss um, send them in uh, no question is um, too daft um, and yeah thanks for joining me and we'll uh, catch up again next week Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>